year to the day after police started dismantling the large-scale Freedom Convoy protest that had blockaded a large swath of downtown Ottawa, Justice Paul Rouleau delivered his report into the federal government's use of the Emergencies Act to deal with the movement. While he ultimately found the threshold was meant to invoke the act, there was plenty of blame to throw around as to how we got there. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. National Post political reporter Ryan Tumulty joins me to discuss Justice Rouleau's main findings, where agencies and departments drop the ball, and what recommendations he makes to address problems in the future. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're even on Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Ryan, on Friday, we saw the release of the Rouleau Report, uh, summing up the findings of Justice Paul Rouleau of the inquiry into the federal government's use of the Emergencies Act. The inquiry covered like a fairly wide swath. So I guess before we kind of get into the the nitty gritty of everything, to refresh everyone's memory, what did the Rouleau Commission look into specifically relating to the act? This commission is a consequence of invoking the act. It's right there in the act. If you invoke the act, you have to have this commission. Its primary goal was to to weigh in on the issue of was the liberal government justified in invoking the act. It had side missions, basically. It was a fact-finding exercise, supposed to look at some of the bigger picture. But the big issue was, was it justified in making the choice that it did? And so we get this 2,000-page report last Friday detailing his findings. And ultimately, did Justice Rouleau find the government met the threshold to invoke the act? He did. And I think that was a surprise to a lot of people. But he said the government was justified in invoking the act, but it could have done a lot. Everyone could have done a lot to avoid having to have invoked the act. And I think that's a big distinction. This shouldn't have happened. But Rouleau says once you hit a certain point, he believes the government was right to make the choice it did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you you say that they kind of had to because of the conditions that transpired. So, you know, was the this notion that the government was justified or met the threshold to invoke the act, was this based on the fact that the Freedom Convoy had posed the threat that the government said it did, or that authorities didn't have a handle on things, and so it kind of forced the federal government's hand? I, I think there were pieces of both in that answer. So certainly he found that, um, you know, the there was reasons to be concerned about potential violence uh, among the Freedom Convoy. Uh, certainly, I think, um, you know, the evidence that we saw about the weapon seizures and coots were a big part of that. But he also talked about the idea that this movement, while, you know, the, the coots blockade, for example, had been cleared before the act was introduced, um, there were other threats. There were threats to blockade railways. There were threats to blockade, you know, other pieces of critical infrastructure. It really felt like this movement was picking up steam more than anything else. And this was the way to stop it. But yeah, again, he did come back to the idea that there were failings all along the way that could have prevented this. And of course, police failings being one of those um, areas where if the police had stepped in earlier or sooner, uh, they would have been in a better shape. Where exactly, and I know these things aren't necessarily about finding blame or, or deciding on, on who's responsible, but there, there seems to have been some of that here. So where did Rouleau point the finger of blame in, in this case? 
Yeah, I mean, a little bit in all directions, to be honest. But um, he put a lot of focus on police uh, and the Ottawa police's failings, the idea that they allowed the commission, sorry, they allowed the convoy to, to set up uh, in a way that they shouldn't have, that there was too much dysfunction on the ground after they set up, you know, that police liaison teams who were talking to the protesters were somehow not part of the broader plan uh, when it came to dismantling the protests and, and getting them to step down. And so those, you know, those liaison teams were making dis, um, promises to protesters or suggestions or gathering information, and then that information wasn't being passed along. Also talked about, you know, the idea that the uh, police uh, weren't prepared for this in the sense that there wasn't enough intelligence sharing across police forces. So we heard during the commission that the OPP were doing uh, regular intelligence assessments of the convoy and the risks that it posed almost from the beginning, but they weren't necessarily, that information wasn't necessarily making its way to Ottawa police and especially to frontline commanders who might have been able to use it to make better choices and better decisions. And what about the province of Ontario, the Ontario government and the city of Ottawa? How is it that Rouleau found that they dropped the ball here? Yeah, so he had some real focus in on uh, the Ontario government. More broadly, he actually said in his report that what happened among these protests and the use of the act was a failure of federalism. Um, the idea that, you know, premiers and the federal government weren't able to put their political hats off to the side and focus on actually solving an issue. And so he really pointed the, uh, the focus at Ontario Premier Doug Ford, uh, who he said didn't get involved in this crisis uh, until deeper into the process. Uh, he said it really turned uh, when the Ambassador Bridge was blockade on February 9th. But by the time that happened, um, you know, Ottawa had been under these protests for two, almost two weeks. He said there was a, seemed to be a real reluctance on part of the province to engage. Uh, we heard about that a little bit during the commission. You know, the federal minister of public safety, along with the city of Ottawa, the mayor and his staff had all agreed to come to a table and work together. Uh, but the Ford government wouldn't come to that table. They wouldn't send a political representative, even after being asked on multiple days. And of course, you know, Rouleau has a, uh, a skewed perspective here in a way because uh, the Ontario Premier refused to testify at this commission. We might have a different perspective, but Ford and his Solicitor General uh, refused to make an appearance at this commission, uh, even going to court to prevent them from doing that. Because of that, does does Rouleau figure that he didn't get the full picture of what was going on with the provincial and the federal like at all levels of governments because there was that missing piece in testimony? Or was he able to fill in those blanks based on the testimony of others? I, I think he feels reasonably comfortable that he was able to fill in those blanks, but he, he does note that he would really have appreciated if Ford and his solicitor general had testified to give him a fuller picture, to give them their perspective on the whole incident. And what did Rulo have to say about the protesters themselves? Obviously, they played a role in how all of this eventually played out, right? Yeah, I mean, he he noted what became really evident at the commission 
the idea that you know no one person in that movement could could lead the movement in any direction and and really make any sort of broad promise and that that was one of the challenges that you know uh, i mean we heard during the the protest that one of the leaders tamara leach uh, made an agreement uh, with the mayor of ottawa to to move some trucks out of residential areas and more into the downtown core but protesters on the ground didn't believe that and other protest leaders in fact went so far as to call it fake news and and tell their followers not to listen and you know th- there was a real dysfunction among the protest leadership there um but he also found and this is sort of a, a criticism that he made of the Trudeau government that you know they were all being painted with the same brush as sort of militant and dangerous and um anti-vax and many of them were just upset about the concept of a mandate and many of them were just there exercising their democratic right and he argued that you know the the way some politicians talked about them uh, including the prime minister really inflamed those tensions yeah and I mean, during the inquiry, there was much made of the fact that that CSIS didn't actually consider the Freedom Convoy as measuring up to the definition of a threat to the security of Canada. And that seems like a pretty big deal when you're invoking legislation that allows you to deal with something that you consider a threat to the security of the country. How did Rulo take that into account in his findings? Yeah, so the, the issue here is that the Emergencies Act uses the uh, definition of a threat that parallels that same definition that CSIS uses. Um, But he basically took the government's argument to heart, which is that while the definition is the same, uh, in terms of the CSIS Act and the Emergencies Act, different people are interpreting it and can come to different conclusions. Um, So he argued, for example, you know, the the government, I should say, argued that when CSIS uses that act, they're deciding whether or not to investigate an individual person and launch an investigation into that person or sometimes group. You know, the government was making a broader, more detailed pitch here uh, and thus is able to take in bigger inputs. Uh, We did even hear that while the director of CSIS didn't think this met the definition in his act, he still encouraged the government to invoke the Emergencies Act to bring this issue to an end. And very interestingly, I think Rouleau realizes that that is a weird nuance, I guess, in the act. And he's actually advising the government, one of his recommendations when it comes to rewriting the Emergencies Act is to remove that definition from the act and create one specific to the act. We'll be right back. Obviously, this didn't all take place in Ottawa, as Canadians will recall, as you mentioned, there was the blockade at the Ambassador Bridge. There was a blockade at the border crossing in Coots, Alberta. And those were dealt with by law enforcement without the need of the Emergencies Act. How does that figure into the calculus here? Like, and I guess maybe that comes under, you know, recommendations. But did Rulo make note of those two instances separate from Ottawa? I think he did, but I think he did come back to the idea that, yes, you were able to solve these issues without the act, but there was no guarantee that, for example, the Coots border blockade wouldn't wouldn't reemerge. There was no guarantee that we wouldn't see more blockades at other ports of entry. In fact, a lot of protest groups 
were promising just that. You know, there were more threats of more blockades. And I think what he acknowledges is that, yes, that had ended. But if you wanted the whole movement to end, you needed something bigger. Now, as you mentioned, there was talk of how politicians dealt with this, how the prime minister referred to kind of the the entirety of the Freedom Convoy, painting them all with the same brushes as militant and dangerous and this has political ramifications for the prime minister and for the country. For you know, for his part, what did the prime minister have to say about the report and his government's actions in hindsight? Well, I, I think in general, they the liberals are pretty pleased with this report. You know, it it vindicates their decision to use this very powerful piece of legislation. It lays a lot of the blame on people other than them, um, which I'm sure they appreciate. And while it does make some criticisms of of what the government chose to do, overall, it supports their their final conclusion. Now, I think they, they are going to take some of this away, and I think they are going to, they are acting with some humility in places. You know, the, uh, like you said, the commissioner uh, gave them some criticism for the way they talk about the movement. And the prime minister was asked directly, because right before the convoy arrived, he referred to them as a, a fringe minority with unacceptable views. Um, and of course, the convoy protesters turned that into T-shirts. That was a <laughs> slogan you saw on signs everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the prime minister said he regretted those words and that it was wrong for him to have painted everyone with the same brush and that, you know, while he disagrees with a lot of the, what these people were saying, you know, they do have a right to say it. A lot of this comes down to whether Canadians have a right to protest in their view peacefully. I know that there is some debate as to whether the actions of the convoy and the honking of horns in an area where people live and work and, and blockading streets is considered peaceful. But, you know, the the notion that Canadians want to be able to exercise their democratic right to protest and the fact that the use of the act was justified must have rankled the people who, in in the civil liberties community in Canada. Like, what what is their takeaway from this? Yeah, I mean, the civil liberties groups have said that they disagreed with the ultimate conclusion of the report. You know, they think it was a mistake. They view the 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 commissioner as having. Uh, been far too soft on the government for having allowed this. And they certainly are concerned that this will lead to a case where uh, this is used in more incidents. They, they did take away one key part from what Rouleau had to say about his own report, in which he acknowledged that it would not be unreasonable for someone to look at all of the same facts and come to the opposite conclusion that he did. And so I think they took away some part of that, but they definitely agreed that, you know, he was he was wrong and to make this decision. You know, as you mentioned earlier, the Rouleau suggested that perhaps that the act needs a definition of threat specific to the uses of the act. Um, and the point of inquiries like this is to identify issues and offer recommendations. What does Justice Rulo say needs to change to potentially avoid other issues that cropped up in the future? A lot of his recommendations for changes, uh, I'll start with the Emergencies Act itself. So a lot of his recommendations for changes, I would say, are more procedural. So for example, right now the Act uh, only requires that the government consult with the provinces, not the territories. That seems like a very simple fact, simple issue that could be resolved pretty quickly in future 
and I think will. Um, and then there's other things like changing the definition of the act. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, about building even more transparency into this. Now, to start with, the whole commission is a really radical exercise in transparency. You know, ministers had to appear. They had to testify. They had to share a lot of information, you know, their text messages and their emails. And we saw a lot of how the government works from that. Uh, but he wants to see that go further. So, you know, one of the issues that came up during the commission was that the government had this legal opinion on why they felt the act was justified, but they cited solicitor-client privilege to not share it. Rouleau would make it so that the future justice minister who might be part of a government that brings this act in has to sort of write a detailed report that he would have to share with the commission. Some of the things that the liberals did voluntarily for this commission would be mandatory in future. He also, Rouleau complained a few times that he didn't have a lot of time to deal with this. Um, he's asked that the Emergencies Act be reviewed so that uh, he would have more time in future or another commissioner would. Um, a lot of sort of procedural things like that. On the sort of broader implications, you know, he talks about making sure that police agencies are forced to share intelligence amongst each other for big events like this. You know, we know the OPP knew a lot more than OPS or even than, than the RCMP knew. And there were a lot of different opinions here that weren't being shared among police agencies. So he's calling for sort of a, a, a coordination of intelligence when it comes to big events like that, uh, a coordination of resources as well that would streamline that process. Um, so a lot of changes that probably seem mostly common sense to people, uh, but that actually aren't, you know, written down in law any, anywhere and, and would be if, you know, the liberals respond to Rouleau's report that way. Do we know when the government has to respond to the recommendations or if they have to publicly release their response to the recommendations? <laughs> they are not obligated to do so, which is actually something that Rouleau would like to see in a future Emergencies Act requiring that the government respond to recommendations. And he's asked that the government respond to these recommendations uh, fairly quickly. Um, Trudeau promised on Friday that his government would have a fulsome response to these recommendations uh, within the year. So an overview of how they respond to all of them. You know, are they going to change the act the way he wants? Are they going to do more about coordinating intelligence for big events? Uh, I don't see any recommendation here that will be really difficult for the liberals to agree to. Um, the only thing that I think will be a challenge is, is trying to rewrite or amend the Emergencies Act in a minority parliament, because obviously all the opposition parties are going to have their own views as to how this act should be written. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it... It took up a lot of bandwidth last fall, and I know a lot of Canadians were, were waiting to see how this all played out. Uh, fascinating stuff. Ryan, thanks for your time. No problem. 10.3 is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Ryan Tumulty. More from him and full coverage of the Rouleau Report at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.